greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. At The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki Ogbutu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to this service. Comfort, instruct, build us. Let Jesus be glorified in our lives. Heal us of negative emotions, things that hinder the expressions of our destiny. Help us to rise far above it today. In Jesus' mighty name. Please put your hands together for the Lord. You may please be seated. Um, you're welcome to this great service. It's been awesome from the very beginning. We are treating something that you will not just need now, but for a lifetime. We all battle with those negative emotions. Fear, rage, jealousy, depression. They come in various forms or the other. And many people find it hard to be able to handle them without wisdom. Um, Isaiah 42, sorry, Psalm 42 verse 5. Hallelujah. It says, why are, you down, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. When you are downcast, or as this scripture says, cast down, you are discouraged, you are depressed, you are tired of life. Sometimes people contemplate suicide. That I'm tired of everything. Oh, I've done my best. I've sent emails. I've done this, I've done that, I've, and what else, what else do they want me to do? I'm tired, I'm no good. It could be marriage. You think as the man or the woman, you've done your best, and the thing is not working, and I missed it, I messed up. It's better to even die than to remain married. All kinds of thoughts come, or it could be finances. Setbacks do show up. Sometimes your colleagues seem to be ahead of you. They, do, they are doing better. They are making more money. And you seem to be lagging behind. Different things happen and they begin to build up some negative emotions within us. And we, we often don't know how to handle it. In fact, without the wisdom of God, treating those things ourselves, we, we often open up to other problems. Some resort to alcohol. Some uh, drug abuse. Some prostitution or pornography, looking for the answers in the wrong places would often lead to bigger problems. That's why I believe God would have us deal with it so that we don't create more problems in a bit to deal with that problem, okay? Uh, we have some, have some slides I'm going to just run through. Uh, I believe God will give us a lot of wisdom. Uh, we, we, we start with the definition of uh, depression. Can we get on the slides? Thank you so much. Depression 
is a state of utter hopelessness. Hallelujah. We are waiting for you guys. Depression is a mental state characterized by a pessimistic sense of inadequacy, sad feelings of gloom and inadequacy. Uh, the next slide. Depression, a mental state characterized by a pessimistic sense of inadequacy, sad feelings of gloom and inadequacy. You just feel, I'm not sure I'm fit to be a man. I'm not sure I'm qualified to be a woman, a wife. I'm not sure I can make it in life. And then you are downcast. And then you are tired. And sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a function of losses. You've lost a job. You've lost an opportunity. Or you lost someone very close to you. The next slide. Uh, next one. If you have lost anything, is the reason you've not lost everything. Failure is another opportunity to begin again more intelligently. If you don't learn from it, then it's failure. But if we learn from it, we have turned failure into success. And there are some other thoughts. Uh, for instance, we talked about media and peer pressure. Most of our young folks are undergoing that pressure. Even adults. There's this unconscious competition amongst families, amongst friends. And it shows up on the media. Instagram. Pictures. Videos. And many of us even get depressed. Your day can start so well. You're excited. You pray to God. You worship. You know, and then you get to the office. Just clicked on the social media. And then you see your colleague that you used to look down on in school. Posting with a new car. Hmm. And she was 16 last year. Now she's 22. Do you know that person? Do you know that person? That was 16 last year, or early this year, self. And then now it's 22. Some of you even waste time watching BB. Ninja. You sit down with your destiny. A great life. You sit down watching somebody sleeping. He's sleeping now. He has moved. Hours! Is that how insecure you are? Is that how available you are? He's going to wake up. He's going to wake up. He's going to wake up. Gonna wake up. Gonna wake up. They hug each other. And then you begin to celebrate vulgar language, rotten lifestyle, media pressure. Some have begun to even dress anyhow just because of media. You are not like that. But you don't have esteem, perhaps. So you want to be like them. You've lost yourself. When your friend buys a car, rejoice with them. Yours is on the way. Oh, yes. You don't leave. You don't allow your whole week to, to scatter because, ah, I'm still trying to save money. He has bought the second one. Hmm. Media pressure. Many things out there are not complete truth. Somebody shows you a side of their lives, the other sides of their life might be under. Might be under. Maybe their marriage. Maybe their health. How many people you've seen on social media in January posting with their spouses, and then by May, they're going apart. 
Have you seen it before? Now, does, that, does, it, does it mean that they just started going apart? Most likely, the one you saw in May, they already going apart. But you looked at them and began, began to look at yourself. My own marriage is bad. See how he, she's, she's posing with him. Even my wife, to even post, she don't know. And you start condemning yourself, pulling yourself down just because of a picture or a video. Many things are, uh, well, I don't want to say lies, not complete truth. Then your uniqueness matters when we all, there's something in us that desires to be celebrated. We are created for progress. God made us to like success, believe me. You can't pray away that desire to succeed, that desire to, for people to celebrate you. Now, when you see authentic success, most likely it's coming from the person's uniqueness. They focused on their own uniqueness, and they did it so well that the world is celebrating them. So if you will be celebrated, you, might, no, no, you, you will need to appreciate who you are, loving who God has made you, crafted you, what he has called you to do, and then build it. That's the only, if you try to be like your cousin, try to be like your neighbor, or the other person you are saying, you, you will not be celebrated. The side mirror syndrome. You forget who you are and try to be like Taja, you know, all those things. <laughs> some of us are introverts, some are extroverts. Don't think you are a failure because you're an introvert. Never think like that. We need you. If everybody were talking, would you be crazy? Some are short. Lo and behold, I'm with you. I, I, I like short people. They are, they, are, they are very rich. Check most of those uh, short people. They are, they are powerful. Paul was short. Apostle Paul was very short. <laughs> look, whatever condition you are, look for people that have succeeded in that line. Stop gathering evil things about yourself. Why did they bomb me in this country, self? And there are people that are successful in this country. Every village has rich person and poor person. You don't go and look for the negatives of your line and then focus on that. You don't need that. Celebrate who you are. Some people don't even like their own wife. They still they keep looking at other people's wives. It just assume that that other woman is better. She has a better attitude. Or some people look at other men. That guy is more responsible. Is more who, who told you? Who told you? Are you sure you can live with that guy in one day? And church is a place for all those physics, you understand? You see somebody, church is different from the household. Uh, many people are not the, with the way they are at home. That's what Paul was saying, even for church leaders, that they should check their home first. That's the, where you are properly tested. Anybody can act in church. Anybody can be the nicest man in church. Listen to you. Does he listen to his wife? So this guy, I don't know, every time I come to church, he takes time. At the car park, he can spend 30 minutes and he looks at me. He looks at me. I wish my husband would collect sense. Go and ask his own wife. Go and ask his own children. Go and ask his neighbor. If there are noises they hear around or fights. I'm just trying to get you to be aware that you shouldn't be naive about life. Think deep. Many just take things on the surface and run with it and, de- and deceive themselves and then become depressed. 
Celebrate who you are. You can't change your citizenship. Can you, can you change your citizenship now? So wisdom says, what can I do to celebrate it and maximize it? Can you change your president now? You can change him. Go and change him. What do you want to do? Election is when? What time? So what can you do to my... I mean, you have a great president. <laughs> if you see the president of one nation, Africa, you will appreciate your own. There's always something great around your life. I saw the vice president of one nation. I won't mention the nation because they might be watching online. When I saw the vice president, God, you have been good to us, so... If you see the vice president. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's go on. Um, so there's always a way forward. It's a mentality. All men fail. The great ones, um, they rise again. Learn to magnify your present face. Learn to maximize who you are. There's something we stumbled on from the early morning service. It's in Romans 11 verse 13. Many people do not know that Apostle Paul... Uh, had a passion to only minister to the Jews because he was a Jew and he wanted them to be saved. He was passionate about it. God called him. He wanted every Jew to be saved. But God did not call Paul primarily to the Jews. He was called to the Gentiles first. Unlike Peter, James, and John, and the, you know, the disciples. So it's like, okay, you've given me another assignment. Why didn't you give me this assignment? But he said, I magnify my office. Romans eleven thirteen. Romans 11, verse 13, if you can. He said, if I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I'm an apostle to Gentiles, I do what? Oh, can you say that this, mo- this morning? Can we have other versions of that? I mean, this touched me when I was preparing for this. Uh, magnify your present face. You are single, get into us marriage, enjoy your singlehood. Don't suspend everything about life all because I must marry. You are on campus now, you will not be on campus forever. Enjoy that phase. Now I'm speaking to you people who are not Jews. I'm an apostle to the non-Jewish people, so while I have that work, I will what? Do the That's the only way you can be celebrated and be fulfilled. But many of us, oh, I wish, I wish he sent me like Peter. Ah, well, I, I'm even more educated than Peter. I should be with the Jews. You know, even he was distracted. Many times he will always find his way to the and they will beat him. They will slap him. But when he goes to his place of assignment, they will hail him. They will lift him up. There was a place he went to. They said, the gods have come to us. In the likeness of men. When you are in your place, you are a king. And the same person will not go to the Jews, they will shave his head. Beat him to pieces. Magnify your office. That phase of life where you are in, don't abandon everything because, you know, we had a friend, um, when we left secondary school, we were all seeking admission, you know, UI, OAU, different schools like that. And then she had this traveling thing, you know how this traveling thing happens. That she's traveling for uh, something. And okay. And then we got admission. We didn't have any place to travel to anyway. And then we went to school. We came back for us to strike. She was still uh, applying. Admission will come. Money will not come. When money comes, admission has expired. Until we got to final year. 
I'm telling you a, a true story. Final year. You are still on this thing. But why can't you even apply somewhere here? And if you are there and the thing shows up, then you travel. Almost everything was suspended because it will happen next semester. You know that attitude? And almost four years was suspended. While we were finishing, she was about to start. And she didn't even travel at the end of the day. She started from Unilag. Magnify your office. Don't be ashamed of your nation. Don't be ashamed of your height, your sex, your color. Enjoy yourself. Don't allow depression to overload you. And then uh, you, you deal with fear of the future because God owns your future, not Satan. Very important. God owns the future, not Satan. Another reason for depression is idol worship. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, you can see that picture if you can. That's like a cow, right? But you see the idols there are not the traditional ones we know. The, which one do you know? The Ogugu. Which one again? Amadio. <laughs> the God of our, our, our fathers, like they say in uh, Nollywood. You know, you see career, you see family, you see culture, you see power, you see approval. Some people, they worship approval. They live for people's approval. That's what they live for. Some people live for comfort. Some people, their pursuit of success is their idol. God is not the first. In fact, they want to use God to achieve these things. So God is not really their God. It's a means to getting those things. And you know why you're like that. Because when you don't have those things, you don't worship God. That means that's why you're worshiping him. And you've got to search your heart. Because if you're like that, you will always be depressed. Is there any money that can satisfy you? You might think so. Uh, Pastor, don't, don't say that. Oh, I know what if. Just, just give me. It's a lie. Greed is endless pit. Have you seen, um, what they call this thing? Um, Aladdin? The genie. And he told, uh, what's the guy's name? Aladdin. The genie told Aladdin, well, if your aim is power and money, you will never be satisfied. You will think so. The moment you get the 10 million, and you think you are satisfied, you will now see a car that is 12 million. I like this one. This one I like. And the 10 million suddenly becomes nothing. You can't make any of these things your God. But unfortunately, the deprivation in our part of the world had, you know, um, elevated those things in people's lives that that is what they live for. And if they are, when they become Christians, they even use God. And God knows they are using him. But it's not going to help you. That thing won't help you. You don't use God to just get money. Use God to just succeed. I, I was asking a question in the night when I was preparing. I said, every Nigerian Christian should ask themselves that if I get money today, a lot of money, and I get maybe three cars, and I have solar power electricity, and enough electricity, and I have a comfortable house, and I have a husband, my wife, and then I have four children or three children, and then everything is fine. Will I still go to church? Dealing with that question will help you see where you are serving God, where you are. That, oh, I get a husband. Now I have three children. If I have a driver, two drivers, and then we have four cars, there's enough money without need for saving self. Something is just coming in. 
and everything is fine. I can shop anywhere. I can travel anywhere. Will I really be worshiping God the way I do? Next slide. Our society has overprotected our young people from values and discipline. You know, process, patience, the reality of life. And we overexpose people to things that will lead to all kinds of depression. Many things that people are aiming for are not even really available within legality. You know, fantasy versus reality. So many of our young people, one, 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 one pastor told me one day he took his student through public transport just to feel it. Because I used to, you know, drop me in school, carry me everywhere. That life is not always like that. So just enter the bus. Let them even slap you. I'm not saying we need to degrade our lives and suffer, but, but we need to be careful that we, we don't present false realities to people. Because they will face reality. And some of us grew up like that. So when you, you know, when they throw you in a setting and they abuse you first, it will look like, ah, what kind of world is this? That's the real world. Not everybody's like your brother at home, you understand? Or your sister or your mom. That's why I'm grateful for my own um, humble beginnings. It helps you to be able to live well in spite of it all. I took buses, uh, Molue, wow, Molue, we are there together. I was, there, I was in one Molue, and one big cockroach came out from the person in front of me. What do you do? Big cockroach from the person's suit. And we are standing like this. You know you might be the one carrying it home. You can't tell the person. What will you tell the person? If it was even tight, where do you start from? So you'll be looking at the cockroach and be telling, cockroach, stay where you are. Those are things. So I, I now realize that some people carry cockroach to their homes from the bus, but they didn't know. Because it will leave that person's clothes, enter that person's bag, you will know, just be going to work, and then carry it home. And then that cockroach will not meet another one inside the house. Welcome to our, our residential address. You are welcome. If it's male, they meet female. If it's female, they meet male. They start you know, and that's how life is. One that was in the mall where everything was going on fire until the driver shouted, Fire! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, everything scattered. How I came out, I know not. <laughs> but do you know I came out of the bus? My leg did not touch the ground. <laughs> I remember that day. We were going to a gigi. You are moving out, people are under and above you. We are all moving out. You just out, land outside. Without the letter in the ground. And then we now got out. It was a wrong cry. <laughs> I had a story last week. One guy was dodging traffic. And you know, somebody tossed away from traffic, trying to use a, an alternative route. So the people behind just follow. Until they follow the person to the person's residence. In front of his house. Ah, we thought you were going to help us. You know, we just run. In Lagos, if you hear anything, you just run. You not get, where are we running? Nothing. I was just jogging. Ah! 
Unrealistic expectations have become the foundation for depression. Please, it's very important. Unrealistic expectations. You watch a movie, you see how the lady and the guy met, and then you hear forever, what is Forever, really, after. Huh? Forever, what? They live happily. You see that, and you can't keep hearing that. So I tell her, children, don't mind this, you You and your husband, we have to discuss some things. Because it will look like this is how marriage is. And many ladies are looking for the man they saw in the movie. And the man is not in Nigeria. This is Nigeria, I'm not sure. We are still looking for the man. It's an unconscious thing. Some ladies are looking for the wrong thing. Some men are expecting something from their wife. You might you never get it. You built it up from a wrong base. God never said that to you. You watched the movie, you read the magazine, and you saw, you know, says this pack. Let every man stand here now. How many of them have three and a half pack? When somebody walks from morning till night, you now say he cannot eat in the evening, that the pack will be, you better give me food to eat, my friend. <laughs> Looking for Ronaldo, you know, Ronaldo. You know. Just, mm, mm. How does he celebrate that, Joseph? <laughs> so if somebody, you are looking for a man like that, Unrealistic expectations about finance, about government. You just abuse the president. How can they do that? They should work for the people. Well done. How many politicians do that? Some, we are working at it, but there's some expectations that people. If they put some of you there, you will do worse. Let's face it. You think it's easy to handle power? Power? When you see the spoon they use in Aso Rock alone, you, you we do 13 tam. <laughs> hmm. The coat of hams on the spoon, when you hold it, you will be asking your chief of staff, when is the time finishing? So you'll be planning. It takes a lot of character. Be realistic with your expectations. Don't be in traffic and then curse the entire world. There'll be traffic at times. Then what can I do to maximize this traffic? Your wife, your husband, they came from different backgrounds, isn't it? Upbringings, temperaments, experiences, strengths and weaknesses. Some things are going to show up that you never expected. Many people experienced some shocks that they could have managed better. When I got married, you know, my wife, I, I snore. I'm getting better now. But when you are doing courtship, you might not know. Just see the man in the morning, dress well. He's a great man. Yes. But great men do snore. Don't they snore? <laughs> you just see a woman in your mind, just assume that your wife can cook anything. They didn't tell you that in the family. There's no certificate they showed you. You just assume that. The way, the kind of thing I smell in their house when I go there. You just assumed it. Assumptions, unrealistic expectations. And I get married after some few months. Can you cook this thing for me? You don't give her one, one special dish to prepare. Can you prepare white soup, you know? And this one. She never even seen white soup before in her life. And then because of that, kind of, what, what's wrong with the women of this generation? Nothing is wrong with them. Your mom that can cook is not educated. She lived in the village. The one you married went to school. While she was doing school, she couldn't do all those things your mother learned. 
So the disparity is there. Realistic expectations. You're going to the airport. You know how your country is. A flight can be delayed, yes or no? Yes. Get a book. Get a book. Don't get there. I don't know. This nation is preposterous. All this, uh, does it not change the fact that the plane flight has been changed? This nation is preposterous. Everything about this country is going down. You will enter it. When, the, when it's three, you will carry your bag and enter it and fly. Expectations. Expectations. Some people might even need to buy Kenu now in Nigeria because of this water that's even. You know, Uber started um, boat, uh, Uber boat. They are very wise. Instead of crying, what is the answer? Let's use this third mainland and be moving. Instead of everybody on the third mainland bridge, on, on. the number of cars are even too much. It goes, everybody wants to have a car, a family, wife will drive one, other will drive one, children will drive one, three of them on the road. On a small road, 500 cars, 200 people. It's too much. <laughs> Next slide, please. I'm just trying to touch your heart. You know, some things that get you down. If you look deeper into it, you will liberate yourself. It's just thinking. <laughs> Unholy curiosity and adventure. Many are looking for what will hurt them. <laughs> Pornography is one reason why people are depressed. You get into pornography, you start watching things that are unrealistic. That is like a movie. Your wife can't be like that. Your husband, and you're exposing yourself to what will damage you. I pray for healing. I pray for liberation. Your wife can't do what they are doing. So it's better you don't go there. Some people have watched all kinds of things. They're not married. You're like, okay, what is it? The woman said, what is it? Ah, like this now. What, 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 what me? He said, are you because you have loaded yourself with that realistic expectation? I said, no, I had the idea. I had the idea. I want to walk again. Ah. And then you now say your wife is a bad woman. And then you go back to prostitutes. You are destroying your own life. Don't go there. Don't go there. Unreal. Most of the scenes you see in movies... Some of them took days to perfect. How the guy will look at her or him, then the music on the background. And they look at each other from afar. And then they go, slow motion. You know? And then they hug each other. And then the perfect kiss. Your whole mouth is not okay yet. Odor. Mouth odor is even there. But the movie will not say that. You, know, you don't know how to kiss. Nobody knows how to kiss. Just kiss your wife. Abby. Those who are married will understand a lot of things I'm saying. You, you, you watch so many things that has affected your expectation about life. And when you don't get that, you start fighting everybody. You don't need that. They say it's the monkey that tries to see the hunter very well that collects bullets in the eyes. I will say it again for those who just joined this church recently. It is the monkey that tries to see the hunter clearly that collects bullets in the eyes. There is an adventure that is healthy. Business. You are trying to get some new ideas, applications, softwares. You are doing research. Amazing. But there's also unholy curiosity. Looking for what is not lost. Hunter shoots. Bagger in the forest. All the monkeys took off. Only you now stay. I want to know what kind of 
hunter. Is it a Nigerian hunter? And you're looking. Or not to you, the hunter is even looking out for you. The next sound might be your eye. So in life, there are things we adventure on. You know those things. Drive after the research about your health, about business, about ideas. And believe me, there are many others that you don't need. Let it go. Don't let people push you into it. It will damage. At times, you might almost cost the day you ventured into it because you know the damage on your life. You don't need it. You don't need it. So you know what to shut down. Let us say you are ignorant in that area. It's better. Praise the Lord. And then uh, the next slide. Hallelujah. Be a blessing. I, I don't know what, whether this uh, has affected you before. When you bless other people, there is joy. That's why selfishness itself is a curse. Be a blessing. No matter where you are, be a blessing. I, I, I try to do that, and I, I, I derive a lot of joy from it. We had back to school uh, some weeks ago in church. We had several children massively here, standing outside in the rain, just to pick up a bag. Don't wait until your life is perfect before you bless others. You can do it every week. You can do it every day. <laughs> Where I stay, there's some uh, people from the north that come around. They stay around in an area there. They have meetings, almost, most likely, most often uh, Sunday evening, maybe twice in the month. And I see them. I want to just call one of them. Guys, what are you guys doing there? They say, well, uh, when we come from church, we just meet together. Many of them are from Chibok. And they're Christians. I say, wow, okay. So what I do at times, I just get into our store. Uh, this non-alcoholic wine, I bring out a whole carton, put it in the fridge. Just arriving from church. Get all those things, I put it in the fridge. One hour, sorry, freezer. And it cools off, and I pick biscuits, some of the children's biscuits that they used to school. Pick the, we buy another one by the grace of God. We pick biscuits and pick things, and then I call one of them, you guys should have a good time. But I, 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 it gives me a lot. Sometimes the fulfillment from there is more from what I get from church service. Those, they are also always surprised. I, you know, sometimes I peep. As they give it to them, they just, you know, shout, they open it up, and they, you know, they try to say thank you, I dodge the thank you. Be a blessing. There are times you come to church, you are, you, maybe you are cooking some soup, some special soup. Can you make an extra for someone in church? And after a service like this, ah, come, I just got something. And the, the pot is, you know, needs pot, amen? No, 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 come on, pot that little demon send the calabash to somebody to do the tour. You know, can somebody food and say it's a ritual? Because the pot is black, everything. Ah, I'm not going to eat this one. <laughs> Am I making sense? Uh -huh. Something very neat, you have iced it, and then you give it to them. What a joy. Can you take someone shopping and change their wardrobe? Yes, you can. It doesn't mean you don't even need clothes. Nothing cures depression like being a blessing. Giving, giving to a project, a worthy cause. Something that brings greatness to God. Something that honors Jesus. Something that blesses lives. This stingy will always be depressed. Be a blessing. Let's close. Next slide, if there's anything next there. <laughs> there's something I wanted to mention, okay? Okay, we've talked about this severally. What therapy? Uh, Jeremiah 15, 16 says, Your words were found, and I did eat them, and your word was to me the joy 
and rejoicing of my heart. I can't teach you how to overcome fear or depression outside the word of God. It, it will never happen. The media won't give it to you. Your government won't give it to you. And your wife or husband won't give it to you. Joy comes from the spirit of joy. And it's packaged in his word. When you are out of God's word, you find that you are empty. They call it word therapy. Every morning, find a verse. Get on version or any of those apps. Just get on any of those or our Chief Greatness devotional. One verse, inoculate yourself with the joy uh, vaccine every day. Just one verse. One verse, one portion of scripture. You, it will help you to overcome. You can't find it in people. You'll find it in God. Next verse, our next uh, uh, slide. Okay, face forward. Tell your neighbor, face forward. Whether you succeeded in September or last year or you failed, no matter what, your last success can be the enemy of the next success. Don't overcome around things. Face forward. Or you messed up or you missed it. Learn from it and face forward. Apostle Paul says, brethren, this is Philippians 3.13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have arrived. That's what that means. Arrival mentality is dangerous. I do not count myself to apprehend it, but one thing, this is one of the secrets of this great apostle, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are what? And reaching forward to those things we keep reaching. We celebrate what God has done, but we keep reaching. What is the next thing? What is the next phase? God has something greater, something bigger, something sweeter. Keep reaching. You might not even know how it will be attained, but keep reaching. Keep reaching. Somebody jilted you, cry, but keep reaching. Somebody is going to show up. Amen? Amen. Benjamin jilts you. Boniface. No, no, no. Which one is better? No, if Boniface jilts it's better to say that. Eh? Benjamin. Sorry, nobody will say that. I'm going to look for Boniface. Next slide. Attitude. Wow. Tell your neighbor, Attitude. Now, we're getting a bit tougher now. How do you see feedback? There are some individuals, their, their life theme is, everybody is wrong, I'm right. May you not marry that kind of person. And there are some, everybody is 80% wrong, I'm only 20% wrong. But you don't mind that kind of person too. Amen. Feedback. Many of us don't like feedback. When I say feedback, in the context of something telling you or someone telling you something is wrong here, make a change. We like it when they hail us. But the moment they shift from that to correction or something, you just change. Maybe you grew up with your mom alone as a guy. If you, are, if you grew up with your mom alone, the tendency is to dislike um, such tough feedback because mommy always pampers, you know. How are you? Have you eaten? Have you taken your bath? I'm going out to take care of yourself. And you keep adding that for like 20 years. You assume that that's how life is. I read that, I read that, and I know, I know, I know people that maybe you grew up with your mom alone. You, you think that life is all about, hey, you are okay. That's not life. So such people, when they enter any setting, and the one they miss from their dad for 20 years shows up. Hey, stand up. Yeah. 
They behave like you hate them. You don't respect them. No, it's because they'll be murmured. Feedback. We get feedback every day. When your shoes are paining you, what is it? Is it feedback that what? Maybe it's tight. I just wanted to understand what feedback is. When your shoes are paining you and you're walking, it's telling you ah, it's tight for you or the shape is not good for you. It's a feedback. Feedback can come from people or life itself. Pain is a feedback. Can you say it with me? Pain. Financial pain is a proof that I'm not managing this thing well. I could manage it better. Marital pain is a proof that something is not too good here. Either we need to handle ourselves differently, maybe my attitude or your attitude, but you can dodge it. Pain is a feedback. But sometimes when people feel pain, what they now say is that you are the one causing me pain. They blame everybody, and that's not true. It's a feedback. You know, when man fell, that was what they said. They said to God, it's the woman you gave me. Not that you did it wrong. It's the woman you gave me. And then they still behave like that. Oh, it's not me. It's my wife. She's the one causing this pain in the house. It's my husband. Oh, so you don't do anything wrong. If you keep with that attitude, you will be depressed. Too. You will be tired of life. May you not commit suicide in Jesus' name. Amen. Feedback. When you sweat, it just shows that it's hotter, isn't it? That the AC needs to be improved or something. It's a feedback. It's feedback. Then how do you handle feedback? The attitude. What are you? Are you saying it as they hate me? They don't like my family. I've seen people say that at times. Anytime there's a correction, it's like they don't like my family in this church. Abah. The entire church had a constitutional conference. All the pastors had a conference. And so came. Is this this family we are going to pick on now? Just imagine that. So I said some things here. How do you see feedback? Learn from mistakes. Feedback comes from every day and from everywhere. Pick up lessons by, this, by, by, by observation. If you keep arguing, you keep explaining, you keep making stupid excuses... The small mistakes will compound into something overwhelming. And that overwhelming problem can lead to depression. So the leg is paining you because the size is small. But because ah, this shoe, the color is very nice. So you keep wearing it. And then one day, you go for an event. And they say, ah, the center is like um, 50 minutes walk. And then you are wearing that shoe that is paining you for 15 minutes. You first try for the first five minutes, like nothing is happening. You are laughing with everybody, everything is fine, I'm okay. Ten minutes. Angela, what's the problem? No, I'm just, I'm just trying to take my pace, you know. <laughs> 25 minutes. 35. <laughs> so. Angela, are you okay? I'm okay. Oh. I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> what you are trying to keep from, everybody now knows. Or like if you have responded to the earlier feedback that I shouldn't wear this shoe anymore or I need to uh, change it. It's funny, but if you project that into marriage, 
into other areas is bigger than that. The small challenge, if you respond to it well, will keep us from the bigger challenge. Okay, next slide. Uh, I think we can begin to round up now. Yeah, this is, um, this is very important. Why people are not happy or they get envious or they can't manage those emotions. Many times it's the mindset we grew up with. I have some things I wrote. I said, white-collar job syndrome versus earning and being productive. Do you understand that? The white-collar job. Some people believe that to show that you're successful, you must get a what? A job. I'm looking for a job, a white-collar job. I want to wear a suit. That's a mindset. And when they don't get that, they believe they are failures versus earning and being productive. Which one is better? You can be a mechanic and be more responsible than a white-collar person, isn't it? It's a mindset. And some men have that mindset. I mean, I can't do it. What, what, what do you mean you cannot do it? Uh, the one you want to do, you don't have it. You are looking for depression. The one you say you are looking for, you can't find it. You've not found it. And they say, I can't do this one. No. What, what do you mean? You can do it. And you will do it. You will sell pop off executively. Yes. I've had people that supply me. My, my, what's my one in English? My, my, baked beans. He has English name, my friend. What's it again? What? What? Bean cake. Hey! Bean cake is a karao. What's my mind in English now? It's my mind. My mind. She's a member of this church. She knows our English. It's my mind. We had a guest uh, in the second service. I came in from the U.S. His dad abandoned him 35 years ago. Uh, that book, a uh, very powerful book. If I traveled to New York, pregnated the mom, and ran to Lagos 35 years ago, he's been looking for the dad. And then found him. When he first came, the man was hiding him from the family in Nigeria because they don't know the things, 35 years. But thank God things are better now. So I asked him that, um, where are you going tomorrow? He's traveling to the east. He said, I'm going to Abba. I said, say it again. I said, it's Abba. You know, loud. <laughs> so it's moi moi. <laughs> we shall not all be entrepreneurs. Don't deceive yourself, oh. The entrepreneurial mindset. Without mindset, you can make it in life. And there's no entrepreneur inside your bone. <laughs> you better work in a place where they... Where you are working, they still have to be prodding you to be punctual. If you have your own business, you will use lack of punctuality to destroy it. The one you are working, they still beg you to be punctual, to be orderly, to dress well. You are not saying, I want to be on my own. You cannot be on your own. Many can't be on their own. Do you know that? You don't have the capacity. Now I'm going to resign. I'm going to start my own idea. My own unique idea. I've been nursing that idea from my GS3. What idea? I want to be manufacturing aeroplane spare parts. A <laughs> cabo, you are welcome. Entrepreneurs drive themselves, isn't it? You don't need, they, they wake up, they go for meetings, they rough it. Some people are not crafted like that. So you might have to work in a setting where they will make you do that. And it doesn't reduce you. Mindset. Some people just believe I must own my business. That's the mindset. You come, I don't want to run it. Some of us, if I was doing business, 
The money that somebody is buying something from, I can sow into his life. <laughs> Me, out of compassion. The money for the product, oh, when he now tells me he's not paying school fees for the children, oh, it's not, ah, I can take, don't, don't pay for this thing. Is that the wrong business? No. But some people here, I know them. If you like say the story that your mother is almost dying, uh, they, uh, they will call out it. Complete prayer with you. I will show you next time. Those are entrepreneurs. They know the difference between that your mother, I didn't call your mother, I didn't send you to the village, I didn't, I'm not malaria that attacked your mother, I'm, I'm sorry, but pay this shoe money. This shoe money must be complete. Entrepreneurs, we're different. White collar job syndrome versus earner productivity. Teaching is not a bad thing. You can teach in a school, cooking. Creative expression of what you can do instead of being redundant, boring, and unproductive. Find something to do. Ecclesiastes 9.10 Whatever your hands find to do, stop staying at home. I graduated with second class honors from University of Bende. I did statistics and social engineering. I've been applying to various jobs. I don't think my job is in this country. I sent it to Spain, to Belgium, and to Netherlands. I know they will soon call me. Welcome, sir. Now, they've not called you for a year. Can you go and volunteer somewhere? Can you find something to do? Do you know that nothing creates depression like inactivity? Sit at home, wake up in the morning, you know the thing happened in the neighborhood. You are the one that knows because you are available. Just sit down, just walk at the veranda. That man is going. He's going. You know the one fighting with his wife. You know the one that. You know everything on your street because you are not doing anything. When you are engaged doing things, your mind is emotion. It's hard to be depressed. Find something doing. Um, okay. Next slide. If there's anything like next slide there. I love this scripture. I think we should close with that. Uh, Psalms 139, verse 13. Psalms 139, verse 13. Uh, uh, it, 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 a lot has to do with celebrating your face, who you are, when you go through challenges, knowing that it's not the last of you. You're going to rise again. Amen. Amen. God knows you. God knows you. Psalms 139, verse 13. There's this song that we won't sing from that verse. It said, For you formed my inward part. You covered me in my mother's womb. Verse 14. I will praise you. For I am what? And won't you be happy that there's wonderful there? Because if you remove the wonderful, it's only fearful. It can mean anything. <laughs> Do you understand? There's some people's faces that are fearful. There's some people. <laughs> But he said, I'm fearfully and you have to believe that about who you are. Marvelous are. Now that last line is what I'm trying to tell you today. Your soul has to what? Know it. You have to know it. I'm great. I'm, my nose is okay. My height is okay. I'm not perfect. Neither is my neighbor perfect. I might have a deficiency in my body, but my neighbor too has his own deficiency. Maybe not in their body. It could be in something else. So I'm okay, as it were. And from here, I can pick myself up and, and, and move forward. That my soul knows um, very well. Verse, verse, uh, verse, verse 15 now. My frame 
was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest part of the earth, verse 16, your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Verse 17, how precious also are your thoughts to me, O God, how great is the sum of them. There is no place I can hide from your love. I can only survive through your love. Show me somewhere to go, a place you don't know to cover. On the wings of a dawn I might fly to the ends of the earth beyond the sky. I could go anywhere, but you always be there. I'm surrounded. Join praise God. Lord, you're never sleeping. There's no place I there's no place you can hide. He's always there. He loves you so much. Praise the Lord. Even when our parents abandon us, there are many things our parents didn't do for us. Have you seen God show up? It could be through your pastor. It could be through a friend. But God will all, don't now camp on the one that didn't work. Can you focus on the one that's been working and celebrate God? Some of us are over blaming our parents. And yet God has shown you mercy through relationships. Then celebrate that. Stop. If not, my, my parents said we are not correct. My life will not be like this. Things would have been worse if they didn't meet some friends to shape your life. Some of our parents didn't even have what it took to build us. And God routed your life to a place where you can be built. Then you should be grateful for it. Attitude is everything. The problem is not the problem. It's the way you look at the problem. Let's bow our heads to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we just begin by saying thank you, you know, to God. We, 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 I don't know how you're going to say it, uh, but say it. Uh, look for something to say in terms of gratitude. It could be about your church. I believe many people joined this church and God began to shape them. Many things that our parents could not even do. God has used this church, the leadership of the church, to shape us. So, can you focus a lot on that? Maybe it's a friend in your life. And you just look at that friend and say, wow, this person just... God has used this person to turn my life around completely. Can we be grateful to God? Can we be grateful for who we are? You, are, you did OND, you did HND, you're a school sat. That is not your end. But don't approach life like God has abandoned you. No. No. Give him praise. Give him thanks. You know, I don't know how you feel. When the rain was falling yesterday, overnight, it was serious. And, but I, I were able to even have services this morning. I'm grateful to God. We gathered here, first service, second service. It's not perfect, but we were able to gather and worship and hear the word and be blessed. Attitude. Don't be hopeless. He that is joined to the living, there is hope. The days ahead will be better than the past. That mindset helps you to give God praise today. And as we pray, I, I, I want to pray. Uh, anyone here, Lord, going through any kind of grief, maybe you lost your child, 
you lost your brother, you lost your mom, and it looks like who can ever replace these people? Let God have his way in your life. If you study the book of Ruth, she lost her husband, but God was able to make it up to Ruth. She married uh, Boaz. Boaz became the grandfather of, Je- of, of David, the great, great, great grandfather of, of Jesus. Who could have thought that? But Ruth was not hopeless. So you can't afford to make it look like, ah, nobody, not, you know, God will restore your family. You lost some money. Don't worry. Money is going to come back. You lost some promotion. It's going to come back. And if you believe God, it will give you double dose, double portion. So for your shame, you shall have double. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for testimonies that will come from this, this meeting this series. Thank you for those who the enemy thought it was the end of the road. But you are giving them new life, new energy, new opportunities. Hallelujah. If you are here and you want to surrender your life to Jesus or rededicate your life to Jesus, I just want you to uh, um, lift your hands. I want to pray for you. You want to be born again. You want to reconcile with God. Just lift one hand. I want to pray with you. Uh, You came in here and God's word has touched your heart. There's an emptiness that only Jesus can feel. I'd like you to just put up one hand and then I'll pray with you. If you're watching online on any platform, you want to rededicate your heart to God, just, God, just lift one hand, God bless you, and then put the other hand on your chest and begin to pray. I say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for the things I've heard and learned. Jesus, come into my heart. Come in today. Come in to stay. I renounce evil and darkness and shame. I choose to serve you. I choose to to live for you. Holy Spirit, help me to live for God. Help me to worship God. Help me never to go back to darkness. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Can we put our hand on our chest? Lord, we're grateful for the word you've sent to us. Lord, Lord, we agree that if anything is not working, it's not you. It's on our side. Maybe a mistake our parents made or some mistakes somewhere, but you are always on point. But in spite of it, you have a way of restoring. You are the one that restored Ruth. So I pray, Lord, for anyone under the sound of my voice trusting you for such restoration. Let it happen this season in the name of Jesus Christ. Restoration of loved ones, restoration of business or career, restoration, restoration, restoration. I pray that, Lord, you will give us wisdom to turn failure into success. Thank you, Lord, for we are not hopeless. We will sing praises to you concerning those matters. Your word says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? For I will yet praise him. The matter that the devil thought would be of shame, unending shame, we declare that we will praise you in the name of Jesus. For you are turning it around in our favor. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Please put your hands together for the Lord. Greatness is a function of wisdom. The wiser we are, the better we live.
Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org or call 0808-156-3080.